All right, it's the crap shoot. Um, I hey, was... shooting the crap. Um, <laughs> so, what is it now? It's Friday. Friday. Everybody's happy because it's Friday. TGIF, you know baby. We get to party on the weekend. Weekend. Friday. Friday. This would be a great time for Rebecca Black to do some kind of. Thing, Someone right? sent me a song that I thought might have been a Rebecca Black almost. It really sounded like it, but it was someone new. Yeah, I wonder what she's up to. Uh, once we're done this, I'm going to look at, see what she's... Maybe that could be a guest we could have. Oh, yeah. I think we could that get her. really seems like a potential. <laughs> Do any of you people that you're in contact with have done any of these cameos that people are talking about? Like buying... You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I know about it, but I don't think anyone I know has actually purchased one. But uh, you... Rachel Rachel Dolezal was on there, and so that was kind of tempting. Yeah, you saw that Blake Butthurt got, like, a plain pat from 3-6 Mafia video blurb of his book? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that... So that happened, right? Have you heard about that meme or whatever? People are like, so that happened. Is that the one where it's like, can't believe millennial couples fight like this? They're different. No, there's, there's just a... No, like late night people now, like Samantha B. she'll be like, in international news, Donald Trump has declared nuclear war on North Korea. So oh. that happened. Right, right, it's right. It's like it's a punchline. It's the like same, a one line. Yeah. Right. It's it's the same as like being like uh Trump called it the China virus again. Normal life, right? Like Oh, having a real normal one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. It's, Typical uh, I Friday. What we're going with, but um uh, how you doing? How you doing in quarantine? It's been like two months now, I think. <laughs> Dude, I'm breaking quar right now. My wife has a freaking guest over to photograph her for her visa application. Oh shit! That's why you're wearing the mask inside. Yes. Yeah. I see. Um, is the guest wearing? I guess she can't be wearing the mask because. No, during the photo, I, well, she last time I saw her, she was wearing a mask. I'm now in the yeah. other room. So as far as I know, they're both wearing masks in, in mm-hmm. the room over there. And it's upsetting to me. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you've been a real strict adherent. I've been impressed. Um, yeah, I didn't. I was. I wasn't able to read that Amber Lee Frost thing because yesterday the website was like crapping out. People yeah. were. But did, you read it. Were you able to read it? What was it? I did. I read it today. Um, the title is like, "Why I'm Not Wearing a Mask" or something. And that's Amber from Chapo, and she wrote it on some magazine called like damage magazine or something i think that that's right yeah and so you get about four paragraphs in and then she's like but i am wearing a mask if you read this far like yeah i assumed (laughs) thanks uh but um no it's all about how like people are trying to force you to be like positive about masks and stuff and she wants to be allowed to say that masks suck um i feel like it's kind of a strong man it didn't feel relatable to me that yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> she she was taking it as an opportunity to say that like um like feelings leftists the type you know, uh, the type that normally are pro feelings in this case have become, uh, stiff upper lip types who think it's bad if you admit that like 
mask culture is depressing. I don't know. Yeah, it felt Seems like, a like she's falling me. into this kind of thing that who cares? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, truly, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Did you happen to read that thing I retweeted uh, where Fence yes. did another? Yo, I thought that was pretty lit. Well, actually, okay. Um, so I clicked the link to the I'm just going to do good hosting thing and actually yeah, say please. what I'm talking about. Okay, great. So on a previous episode, probably we talked about how we don't like the Koch brothers that much. And also this how was episode two. Fence Books is a poetry book publisher and they publish something that uh what's her name biederman yeah lucy biederman oh yeah lucy biederman which is felix biederman from chapos trap house's sister did a conversation with another poet whose name i don't remember about how the Koch brothers are bad or something so that was a while ago but now just now that other poet whose name again i escapes me has like written this other thing called like 27 essays i won't essays i won't write about elizabeth coke Mm -hmm. and that's up now at fence's website and i thought it was pretty interesting yeah kind of well i just thought it was kind of ironic that after we were dumping on fence magazine for like their sponsorship (laughs) deal and stuff then i'm reading uh righteous content about how we need to like divest from coke and the literary arts on their website yeah it is really funny because especially because I remember in the first thing where it was like the conversation, one of the things yeah. was like, why can't Leonardo DiCaprio fund things? And it's like... Hey, yeah, right. Um, like, what if we just had our millionaire overlords instead of our billionaire overlords sponsoring our... our or like impressive. these other like puppet administration. It's just like, none of these people are that good. Right. And the money just comes down the mountain. I know it would be great if there was like an ethical source of capital, but there's not. And it's kind of blackpilled to acknowledge that, but like everyone with money is horrible. Yeah, it's it's just a fact. Sort of definitionally. Yeah. So like huh. my brother goes as far as saying that like all of the money you have represent like it represents like ecological damage to the planet, like just having it or that it exists i don't know don't really know how to explain that take but yeah um so i didn't actually read the 27 reasons i just read the original interview because i hadn't read that before Um, wait you didn't read the other thing no i like so the tweet you retweeted had both links in it i read the other one and then had the 27 reasons open read the first two or three paragraphs and then got distracted by tv um but so the first part of it was about how um, there's like a GoFundMe for the employees of small press distribution and uh, Catapult had donated like a thousand dollars to yeah. it or something. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That thing where people talk about how like proportional to their wealth, the amount of money that someone donates isn't a lot. Um do you have any thoughts about that or just yeah i think we should have more of that but do you think that that's useful like is the assumption like we should all just be donating like approximately five percent of our wealth and if we all did that that's good enough i don't know no i mean you know bezos should donate 99 point 
a hundred percent of his wealth. You know what I'm saying? It's right. I mean, no, like everyone should about. just have a hundred thousand a year or whatever. Or, you know, yeah. whatever that would mean. Totally. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my unemployment still hasn't come through. Yeah, my wife's fucked too. It's crazy. A friend it's of crazy. mine, like her boyfriend, is like escalating people's pending oh. status stuff oh. to their. You want me to hook you up? No, no. Oh. I well, thought I looked at my recording and I saw some zeros, but there was like a nine before it. I just oh, I I mistook them. I thought they were all zeros for a second, oh, but we're still recording. We so it. I'm sorry. That's What's good. your friend's boyfriend doing? He's escalating. Something? Oh yeah, he's like working with like local representatives to escalate people's case numbers if they're stuck in a pending state. So I like sent her over some information, like my last four and whatnot, and then. Um, who knows maybe like my congressperson will talk to unemployment for me and push it through yeah julia's in something of an somewhat unusual case in that she's it started out perfect Mm -hmm. and then it stopped which brian lair had a call in the other day for stuff about this yeah (laughs) and someone called in with that exact thing and they were like (laughs) yeah some guy some (laughs) guy who knows? Some guy who got laid off at the same time as me um, was in a pending thing for like a month and then it just went through. So he was like, maybe just wait. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just horrible because it's like hers doesn't even say pending. It's so right. weird. Right. And like all of this stuff, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like I have savings. I'm fortunate to like not be living on like a shoestring budget. But imagining having been laid off and now having gone two weeks plus since my last paycheck like for a lot of people it would be like financially devastating for me it would be financially devastating yeah like my yeah. coworkers, like nathan and travis neither of them have gotten unemployment yet and they're fine because they're smart but like i'm an uh-huh. idiot like i have like 500 dollars less than i need every month like that's how i get by like i it's crazy so like now i'm rich because i'm actually making like 100 dollars more a week but Hell yeah, um, yeah. and you're not really spending difficult. as much as you were right yeah, I'm really not because actually, like, I thought I was gonna be buying a lot of stuff on eBay, but then like, I have five skateboards. I can't have you more def- than that. <laughs> so, and then like, I look for like T-shirts I want, but there aren't really any. Yeah. And then like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie mid '90s. You ever seen that? The, yeah, like, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was enjoyable, I guess. It was like a. It seemed like, like they had like, a good time making it. You could tell that they. En- it was a thing like. There's certain rappers where I don't really like them, but I know how much they love rap. And, like, I mm-hmm. see them loving rap, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's nice that, like, you clearly are showing that you love something. And that's how I feel like Jonah Hill, like, loved that stuff. Like, he, he wasn't great at it, but I got that he loved it a lot, and that was nice to me. Yeah. That was my take. It just, like, it was a little cliche at parts. There's, like, one scene where the older, yeah. cool skateboarder, like, sits him down. He's like, you wouldn't want to... He says something like, if you looked in other people's closets, you wouldn't want to wear their clothes as, like, a <laughs> flip on... You wouldn't want to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. And then he just, like, talks about how everyone in their skateboarding clique has problems. I don't know. Like, that part was lame. But, like, the parts where they were just getting fucked up and, like, stuff looked like how it looked in the 90s was cool. I felt very, like, nostalgic for when I used to hang out with, like, skater punk kids in seventh grade. Uh, The idea that that is really, like, what it looked like in the 90s. I mean, you can just, like, watch kids and be like, 
wow so different oh know. yeah no total i mean i just meant more like seeing kids wearing certain brands like toy machine sure and stuff. yeah like, no they like, got the yes the uh costume department did a good job yeah and there's like a lot of kids walking around with 40s i felt very nostalgic for just how it feels to hold a 40 um yeah 40s are nice you ever i guess you must have tweeted about it i don't know how else i would know about this but they're like selling 40s of uh seltzer now for the sober crowd uh no i didn't really see that yeah so you can get like a 40 shaped thing of seltzer kind of cool <laughs> not really but yeah i what i do is i just uh i like look for empties at the party and then i just fill it up with tap water and then oh. i just drink that yeah that's good too so people think that i'm cool Mm-hmm. but i'm drinking again too oh, are yeah. you yeah no really no. you're not huh i'm not drinking you're drinking no, i'm not I heard somebody I is the. Oh, yeah. S- somebody we both know. Yeah. I see. Um, oh, you know that already, don't you? No, I don't know shit about anything. Yeah, dude. And I'm he's like... smashing off Tinder too. Oof. Yeah, that's dude. dark. That's real dark. Dude. Yeah, dude. Um, but it's Yolo, you know. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was doing bad, but that's <laughs> that's real bad. Because <laughs> yeah, I was she... gonna say, yeah. Hey, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that I'm at a point now where I basically, I talk to you this once a week. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the week, I'm just like moving time, like moving through time with no ambition or goals. It's like I've gotten to a point where I miss having a job just so that there was someone telling me what to do with my free time. You feel that way? Um, uh, no, no, that's good. I wish I didn't feel like that. It's like a very dark thing to be like, (laughs) like not having a job or direction doesn't actually feel good to me. Um, but, uh, you were saying something more interesting, I think about a friend of ours. Uh, I'm done. I just wish him the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, do you want to kind of do like some track by track thoughts maybe on the two future records from 2017 as a little segment? Yeah, I'd love to. I just listened to this. Um, let me pull up the track. So what was it? March of 2017 future dropped. Okay. And this is something that I don't, this really doesn't get talked about much at all. Mm. And it makes me so mad. What's that? Uh, I forget. There were a couple, like, golden era artists who had self-titled rap albums. But after that, Future was the first one, pretty much. Right before Playboy Cardi, Playboy Cardi? Yeah. Because, like, Lil Uzi was always doing stuff where it's, like... Well, Uzi Vert versus the War, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Well, so you can have your name in it, but it's not self-titled. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but it's really rare in rap, mm-hmm. and so I thought that was very cool. 
Yeah. I mean, dropping those two projects back to back like that was, oh, it was amazing. I felt like it was the best thing. It's, I've been reflecting on that time and feeling really nostalgic about just like how deeply invested in the new music that was coming out. I felt, um, like, man, yeah. Haven't had anything like that in years. I mean, the a year earlier, he had given us Purple Rain and Evil in the same manner of succession, which to me are potentially stronger, if only for their consistency. They don't have as many highs, but there are definitely fewer lows. Mm -hmm. um, and then the year prior to that, or two years prior? We had Dirty Sprite. Well, no, the th he gave us three mixtapes in, like, six months or something with uh, uh, Beast Mode, months. Monster, and 56 Nights, yeah. 56. But anyway, Future came out February 17th, 2017. I remember when the track listing dropped, I was like, which ones are going to be good? Your Baby Mama Fucks Me Better When the Rents Do? Is that how that song starts or goes? Hmm. It is. I'm telling you that. Okay. That's the first song. Can you I say remember the when I... Oh, yeah. It's called Rent Money. Rent Money. Okay. Your baby mama fucks me better when the rent's due. Yeah, I remember when I heard that, I was like, I don't really like this song, but I feel like I can just picture what like the flames are going to look like when they go up on the stage when, <laughs> during future stage show when he does that line and then seeing his stage show when he does that line and he starts with that song it's it's it it's a payoff he probably was opening sets with that one yeah i think when i saw him in new jersey he did open with that he opened with mm -hmm. draco actually i saw him twice in new jersey in 2017 but um yeah i somehow yeah. got like free tickets to this concert he was doing in atlantic city and yeah i went to go. that one but you didn't go that yeah, one happened was, with Draco. That one was fun. I was able to like resell those tickets for $200 or something. It was yeah, cool. You got them for like a dollar or something. Exactly. Yeah. Some kind of weird promotion. Yeah. We got floor seats, but we were like one minute late. So like it had just started and mm. this one woman like was confusedly on our, it was classic. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But it was cool. Except Ferg was like one of the openers, but. ASAP Mob dropped a record that day, so like Ferg was in the city for like a listening party. Mm -hmm. So, so he the didn't only, perform. yeah. So the only, there was just like, run through this money, run through, like some guy with a song like that, mm -hmm. who he was friends with Future, came out for like a second and mm -hmm. was like, "Yo, fuck Trump," and everybody liked that. I thought that was interesting. Um, but Future was great. Good Dope. I do good dope. I got a That's good hoe. Yeah. That's it's an okay song. So Zoom, I never really remember, but I think that's the one where at the end of it is the skit with where it's the, like the first radio skit. Yeah, calling in like little Draco. We need and that. Them. Yeah. yeah, we need that. That's a pretty good yeah. skit. Well, that skit leads into Draco, right? Into Draco. You want to talk about Draco at all? <laughs> yeah, so much to say about Draco. Uh, Draco never broke out as a hit in quite the way that I thought it would, right? I didn't think it would be. 
I mean, I was completely blown away when it was on the radio. Mm. I thought that was the weirdest sounding song I'd ever heard. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. But like, I'm a like a noise music person. Like, I just didn't think that it was possible. That, and I mean. Yeah. And then, so I guess like, you know, Andrew Colville tweeted out Rose Gold. It was sentimental. Um, all right. Yeah. Then. So that was cool. But Draco. Yeah, Draco, they played a couple times on Hot 97. And I feel like they that opened the door for them being able to play Magnolia once on Hot 97. They played it a lot That's, on Hot 97, I think. Or at least, like, I'd be, like, walking around and people would be driving playing it a lot. Draco? No, hot, uh, Magnolia. Mm, not really. Hmm. I remember nah. people playing it out of their cars and being very Yeah, excited. people play it out of their cars because people are smart, but... I see. Nessa's yeah, not smart. I guess smart. I just assume... I assume if I'm hearing stuff out of cars, it's coming from Hot 97. But... Listen closely. When you hear stuff out of cars, there's curse words. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, dude. I'm like the only person, or you and me are the only people actually listening to Hot 97. And like people <laughs> yeah. that work at McDonald's. Uh-huh. Like most people in cars, they're smart. They don't want to torture themselves. They don't want to hear 1877 cars for kids. Or they don't ever yeah. have Hot 97, but you know. So. Um, uh, what else do I have to say about Draco? Well, we had that meme at the time where you would like make a video of yourself looking sad while Future says you ain't ever going to get your bitch back, which I thought was very funny. Like a little flip. So instead of it feeling like a like i'm like future it was like future fucked my bitch yeah i guess that's your take i don't know i guess that's what we did i don't remember i feel like i just put that on everything you might not have participated as much i just remember a lot of videos of like dave looking frustrated in his car uh (laughs) at like work type stuff or like i think colville did a couple but Uh yeah you never get your bitch back you best not Raise your voice with me. You know I have got a pimp degree. That's how that song starts. Do you remember that part? No, at least not in those pitches. Uh, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> Actually, Drake goes okay, in yeah, your book can... bag, and your act got a little kickback. Yeah. All right, so Draco, pretty good. And then I'm a super trapper. Oof, this is where I think we get into like the really good hits of the record, at least in my take. Uh, okay you don't talk more about super trapper i mean the beat is amazing right like it sounds like is it like sitars or something um but i feel like giorgio martin i'm something in it right that's that one aston martin i'm whipping with it oh is that the one where he says poochie poochie (laughs) emilio poochie poochie is different than gucci I think that's the one where he says that. I couldn't believe it when Jordan said that he never heard of... Well, never mind. But anyway, um, what's POA? I don't remember how that song goes. Uh, it stands for paid, paid on Arrival. Is that right? I don't know, but that's like the next song. And I know that that's like a song I know, but I don't remember how it goes. Should we like play it and we can yeah, edit yeah. it out? Yeah. POA Future. Oh, yeah. No, this is that one. This is Giorgio Armani. I'm dripping in them. This is the oh. sitar one. 
Can you turn it up? In it. Right. At least I mean this one is sick. Yeah. Yeah, no, this one's good. Alright, can you play Super Chopper again? Oh, Power of Attorney. Yeah. Oh, dude, this one's sick. He goes so hard. Um, yeah, very sick. Can we hear so, a little bit of uh, Super Trapper? Yeah. I'm a Super Trapper. Oh, there's a video <laughs> That's for like... Super Trapper. Mm. I'm a Super Trapper. What does it sound like once it's dropped? Oh, yeah, this one's fine. I don't really feel strong about Super Trapper. It's okay. Yeah, I feel like that's why when you were like, yeah, right, so it would be that weird. Sounds, that's but not POA, POA, POA really good. drops, and then is mask that off? Followed? Yeah, mask off. Okay, so the first time I listened to this, mask off made no impression on me. I think that uh, the way that I listen to a record for the first time is different than other people, maybe. Or I was watching someone like listen to the Cardi self-titled for the first time, and he's like pausing after every song and be like this one's a hit i'll probably listen to this one again um but i remember the night this came out meeting up with dave and shannon and they were both very excited about mask off and i didn't didn't have feelings really about it but i love a flute beat yeah uh it probably opened the door for the cardi flute beats even though they were made at the same time <laughs> in my opinion yeah and then the weird thing about it is it's really slow. Like, you you can't actually dance to Mask Off, and, like, playing it in a club setting seems weird. I feel like it's, like, 85 beats per minute or something. Um, but, yeah, it was still Mask a Mask Off. Hit. Fuck it. Mask Off. Yeah, it sounds like it slowed down almost. Yeah. And then Kendrick remixed it. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His was really cool. He was, like... Prince died and you're all upset, but they're killing people out here on the streets every day. Like, open your eyes. Yeah. He says on that song something about, like, how he's a conscious rapper. And, like, they let him make, like, number one records or something. Uh, yeah. Without, like, selling out any of his stuff. Which yeah. I thought was very funny to say on, like, a official Future remix. Like, maybe you don't agree. Just just the idea of, like, like, I don't know. Future, to me, represents a lot of, like, classic, just, like, sellout rap culture stuff. Materialism. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily don't agree. agree. I think Future's very cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, that doesn't mean that I really remember how high demand goes. High demand. Future high demand. Beats okay. Step on the scene, forget about it. I want a Rex, forget about it. Why you ain't, 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 why yeah, it's pretty good. Like I love the the backup vocal. Uh, and then, 
Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, go. I was just gonna say at the time I was hanging out with Precious a lot, and she said that she felt like Young Thug sounds like Courage the Cowardly Dog on some of his songs. And um, I feel like Future also can get into that register, although I guess he's like an octave lower. But like on that song, I feel like it's got like a Courage the Cowardly Dog vibe. Out of Time is just a classic beat. Yeah. Out of Time is a great song. I feel like there are quite a few guitar beats on this future record. Right. Or I guess that's... Is that a guitar? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a good time. Wow, yeah, that song. It feels like you're having a nice time. In the out of Time. And then Scrape? Okay. Scrape, I think, is like pour it in the... How does Scrape oh, do? You remember Scrape? Is it that one? The one where it's like got the sounds of like a cup of ice shaking on it? Oh. Yeah, scrape it out the pot. Scrape it out the pot and I cook it. Scrape it out the pot and I cook it. Yeah. That's like the hook. Okay, so the issue that I have with Scrape mm. is... Okay, now I gotta look up this other song because... Hundred racks or hundred bands, hundred bands. Drake, future. Do you remember that song? Would that have been? Hundred racks with two chains. It was a DJ Esco song with those three. No, I don't remember that song. Uh, so. Hundred racks busting out the rapper. Hundred racks busting out the rapper. Hundred racks busting out the rapper. And then this song is scrape it out of the pot and I cook it. Scrape it out the pot and I cook it. Just seems like the same hook to me. Mm. I think Hundred bands busting out the, the racket. Scrape it out think, the cot and I cook it. Same thing. But I, but I think it's a perfected version of it. I like that line has gotten stuck in my head in a way that I've not been able to attribute it before. Like I'll just be walking around and start thinking some like scrape it out the pot and I cook it. I feel like it's like almost like a perfect uh, sentence. I don't know. I don't like. I just don't think there's anything wrong with someone like repeating themselves if I feel like they're getting closer I, to it. You know. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. Maybe I said that earlier. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. I just I think it's notable that they're yeah pretty. You know, like people talk about how Da Baby always does the same song or something, uh -huh. and you can definitely say that about Future, but it wouldn't be as accurate. But here, there is something that I feel mm -hmm. he really did repeat himself, but it's okay. I like 100 Bands. That's a song I really like a lot. I never really paid that much attention to this one, actually. I'm So Groovy. I Got I Power. Love I love That's it. a pretty good one. Dude, Although, when he is talks that about being one? like Austin Powers, <laughs> fuck. Is that the one where this fucked her face? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's that yeah. one, right? yeah. You don't like yeah. that? Oh, I think it's fine. I think that Cole played that record for his mom, and I think he had to maybe turn it off when it came to that part or something. I don't know if that's actually the story. Something like that, though. Um, I know Might as well is a great one, but I don't remember it. I should listen to this record more. That would be a nice treat for me, maybe, to dip back It was on my to-do list, like, two days ago. Listen to Future <laughs> slash Hendrix. I listen to Hendrix more. Might as well. Oh yeah, it's just a beautiful song. 
Yeah. Elijah Wan Hakeem. Oh, either way it goes, yeah. Mm. That a one's great thing about good. Future too is that he says either way it goes in a number of songs. What other ones? You know, either way it goes, Sonny was always there. Who was always there? Either way it goes. Is that one Never Miss a Loss? No, no, it's an older song. Blow a bag, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's on blow a bag. Blow a bag, either way it goes. I know either way it goes, Sonny gonna be there. I know either way it goes, Bubba gonna be there. I don't know. It's just cool when he says that either way it goes, something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good turn of phrase. Yeah. Um, Poppin' Tags. I remember Splooge, when the record dropped, texted me like, wow, Poppin' Tags. Can't believe it. Who do you call Splooge? Oh, Steven Sturgeon. Oh, I didn't ever know that one. Yeah, you gotta call him Splooge. He likes it. He came up with it. <laughs> yeah. Poppin' tags. We be poppin' tags or something. It's okay. I don't know. I don't have a lot of thoughts about it, I guess. Can you wait till it starts playing? Right. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's like fine. Yeah. Right middle of the album track. Massage in my room, I think, is probably not that good. <laughs> <laughs> then, he's, then he's got one called Flip that I think is good. Future Flip. I feel like Future could fuck around and have multiple songs called <laughs> Flip. <laughs> Oh, this is one of the ones where he called himself Fire Marshal Future at the beginning. That's always good. I don't really remember this song. Oh, When I Was Broke is a pretty good song. Yeah. Yeah, the, song, the album, the record ends really, really powerfully, which is a great way to, like, lead into Hendrix. Except then he had to fuck around and, like, go let the label right, put, put on, like, three feature tracks on the end. Yeah. Who are the features? We get the Kendrick version of Mask Off. There's like a YG uh, one I never heard. Oh, actually, I never even really realized. This doesn't actually bother me. I mean, it bothers me, but it's used to this, which is a wonderful song, which I'm glad is somewhere. And then the Mask Off remix is great. And then Extra Love featuring YG probably isn't that good. What bothered me more was the extra tracks on Hendrix, which I thought was overall a much better album, and which they added a Chris Brown and right. a Nicki Minaj for years. Like, yeah. oh, perfect. Thank, thank you. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, she didn't leave me when I was broke. I mean, what can you say about a song like that? Really good one. Uh, where That's the best at? thing a person can do for you is to not leave you when you're broke. It's true. Yeah. What do you mean? Where are we at? Oh, what's? I'm just wondering what comes next because I was revisiting. Feds did a sweep, and I was. That's the next one. That's the last cool. one. All right. I don't really like Feds to the Sweep. 
I, I like it. It's about so it starts out. He's like, you know, I look around. There's fewer people here this year than last year. Mm-hmm. A lot fewer people, and it's not because all of them have died. It's because the feds did a sweep. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how the feds did a sweep, and it's fucked up. It's rough. Yeah. Have you watched the music video for Feds Did a Sweep? I don't remember. It's like an eight-minute-long sort of cinematic uh, story of the cops like flipping people, and like I don't know. I just like it doesn't do as much for me. It feels like a little bit. It like is relying more on like. I think the music video colored it for me, but it it feels like it it uh, like. I'm trying to think of exactly. Like, I feel like a really good future, like, sort of ballad like this that's, like, shit is really fucked up and dark is a little bit more personal. And this one feels like he's more describing, like, is it Codeine Crazy where he talks about, like, lighting a crack pipe for his aunt or something? Something like that. Yeah. Like, shit like that to me is, like, damn, this is really affecting. And, like, Feds Did a Sweep is more, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would be remiss to not mention something that Cole picked up on the first list, and maybe you did too as a Zoomer, but, uh, I guess Arcade Fire put out a song called Owl. I've never listened to any Arcade Fire music, but that's sampled on Might As Well. Are you aware of that? No. What Arcade Fire record is that off of? Uh... Funeral? Is it like a really old one? That'd be crazy. I don't think no, it's a funeral. No, it's from the Her soundtrack, apparently. <laughs> I don't know if it's also Yeah, Her. Cole just picked that up on first listen. Yeah. Just recognized the song off the Her soundtrack. Yeah, he was like, doesn't that? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, cool. So, that happened. Yeah. And then a week um, later, we got Hendrix. Yeah. The guy that's in my apartment's about to leave. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll show you him. There oh, he is. Yeah. What's it's up? like a bandit. Where are you going? Where is he going? Going back home to print your wife's photos. He's going back home to print my wife's photos. Nice. I'll be back. I'll be back. Later. 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 Am I going to be on a podcast? Um, all right, so all right, uh, Feds did a sweep. Used to this, I think, is uh, one of Zaytoven's best beats. Yes, I mean, that's the other great thing about this period is there was like a Zaytoven revival in some or like because Gucci Mane had just gotten out of jail the previous year, I think. Um, so at least for me, I felt very aware of like a lot of Zaytoven production happening on like uh, culture. Would it have been culture or culture three? Culture. I don't think culture three is out yet. Culture three, I think, is the one that we got like two years ago. That had like uh, stir fry and stuff, right? You think that they went from culture to culture three? No, I, I assumed there was a Culture 2 mixtape in the middle or something. No, it was just called Culture 2. Okay, so Culture 2 had Stir Fry. And, uh, yeah, what on, you talking about, Willis? <laughs> on on Culture, though, we got some Zaytoven production. Hey, you know about Grindin'? Uh, the song? 
Yeah. It's like an old one. Yeah, it's by the Clips. It's like an old Neptune's beat. No, I don't. Not not oh. familiar. Well, you should listen to it sometime because I was thinking about it. Stir Fry and that same beat, mm. actually. Because cool. Stir Fry is an old Neptune's beat from that era that they he just like let them have. That's right. And wasn't it like he was just recording in an adjacent studio or something? No, that's no, at least there. He said it was like an old Ti beat or something. But that's it, right. Yep. It uh, it really is. It's so similar to Grindin that he should pay himself. But so so used to this Zaytoven production. Pretty good. I remember Steven Sturgeon didn't like it when Drake said, I treat my brother's kids like they're one of my kids, but I like that. I would treat your kids like they're my kid. What was his gripe with that? Like, he didn't believe him. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of... I think that says more about Steven than about Drake. I think that Steven actually wouldn't treat my kid like his own kid. Because <laughs> he's like kind of, you know... He's more driven by fear than love. Me? I'm a love guy. I wouldn't discipline anyone else's kid. I wouldn't discipline my own kid. That's fair. What, I know stuff? <laughs> what, I'm smart? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's not... The video for used to this is like... Uh... They were on a soccer field. Drake's yeah, right. It's like ladies, ladies being soccer players or something. Yeah. Mexicano. I've been working like a Mexicano. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So I think that was a pretty good future record. Oh yeah, it's really good. I mean. I'm so groovy, just on its own. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so we were, the plan was to talk a little bit about like clothing that we wore as kids and our, just our senses of clothing as children. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, do, you, do you, you were like, were you even born on 9-11? Oh, yeah. So you know what you were wearing? Oh, yeah. Well, I couldn't tell you what I was wearing to school, but, um... On 9-11, at whatever time it actually started, I was in gym class. Um, and for gym, we had to wear these uniforms starting in the fourth grade um, where it was like blue shorts with like a, a you know, an elastic waistband um, and then like a blue shirt. And both of them had like a little school insignia on it that you could like write in Sharpie your name on top mm. of like the, you know. Mm -hmm. um and so i was i guess i was only in the third grade i don't know i was whatever year you started wearing the official uniforms though and uh we were we were like supposed to be doing something like involving mats we had like tumbling mats out or whatever uh the teacher just left the room for a while and then came back and sort of somberly announced to us like uh the north twin tower the north world trade center building has like fallen he said it in like a kind of insane way and as a kid i didn't know what the world <laughs> trade center was i only knew about the twin towers yeah so much then, less the north one right and then uh no that's where they have Citibank. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
And then so kids in my class, though, who were smarter than me, uh, s- took two of the, the, the mats and set them up as towers. And then we would take turns dive bombing them like an airplane. So that's what I was doing like on 9-11 around the time of the attack. That's re- so cool. Really fucking dark. Yeah, and the teacher just sort of came and told us that and then left and watched more news and then came back and I think told us like that the other... Like, it was weird that he felt compelled to relay the events in real time to a bunch of kids, but um, I don't know. But so I don't know what I was actually wearing the rest of the day. Um, you, but then, so you... Huh, yeah. So you wore normal clothes to school and then there Changed. was government-provided... Yeah clothing for you to change into no so i was in dc at the time and i went to like a private school it was like a real small school um but no so there's like a little locker room that you would go in and you'd get they like taught you how to use one of those combination locks sure uh, and then yeah so we'd go and change and then change back afterwards i feel like Uh, we didn't have that until sixth grade because like we weren't supposed to sweat when we were 10 or something right well the weird thing about it too is that like we didn't have showers or anything so i don't know what the changing clothes without showering really is supposed to do for you um it does something because in high school i never showered ever really oh, at man. gym ew with the oh, guys no yeah no i didn't Wiener, shower penis i didn't ew. shower in that class but i felt like i just smelled bad or i felt gross but it's still know. better to change your clothes yeah yeah i think that it was more about like how uniforms are good for self-esteem or something that was like the rationale for getting kids to use uniforms i don't know uh but would we shower now together if we like all did athletics sometime like if you and me and dave and miles joined like a tennis club would we like go and shower naked i would i mean i did water polo in high school and we would all shower together naked it was like a totally fine, <laughs> like normal vibe. Um, what if there were girls and we all did it? Uh, it seems fine. <laughs> Damn. You wouldn't do that? Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I don't know. I'm pretty repressed. I think if other people were doing it, like I wouldn't be the one who's like, let's all get naked together but if that was already the the way things were going like yeah i'd go along with it yeah i usually go along with stuff um so how old were you on 9-11 9-11 i was in seventh grade mr gillespie i think or something, or... Mm-hmm. i don't know it was science class yeah second period i think did they put the news on the tv oh yeah actually get to see it okay yeah all until like sometime after lunch they were like you know what no more news on the tv you can just pretend like give lessons for the rest of the day so like for two periods they like pretended to just be normal but Mm -hmm. yeah you how they, they do news on your tvs no i don't think we got to see any imagery like my school was like the type where there weren't tvs really uh modest yahoo or whatever is that what it's called the type of school yeah no i don't even know i think it was vaguely quaker inspired or something but like montessori uh, is what i was saying gotcha and then there's also like uh 
yeah there's a bunch of types but um no like they it was the type where they had like the av tv that they would like roll into the class when you're gonna watch a movie rather than like having the tv in the corner of the room always mounted you know yeah we were kind of in between those two yeah we definitely like still had rolling tvs too but maybe some of the classrooms had them or mm-hmm. i don't know how or maybe like sometimes if we didn't have a tv we would they would pull you into the classroom next door so we could all watch it together or something it was really something weird and so okay you're in the seventh grade they had it on the tv i kind of regret not having gotten to watch any of the like i feel like the images of 9-11 don't do as much for me as they would if it had been part of my experience of the day or something yeah because it's great now because it's on internet archives you can watch it now and it's fucking beautiful that is cool but um, I was wearing, so, the pants were khakis. I think they were Union Bay. And mm. then I was wearing, like, a long sleeve shirt that was almost a sweater. Like, it wasn't really a long sleeve t-shirt. It was, like, more like a sweater with, like, a very slight v-neck. And, like, it was, like, a sort of gray with, like, a light gray stripe. And maybe, like, the stripe became a different color at one point. Did the stripe um, go down the arm or down the chest? No, like, down the chest. And Uh maybe, like, a quarter of it on the front was, like, a slightly different color. Sure. And um, so that was Union Bay with, like, a really little V-neck. Like, it it wasn't, it didn't show anything, but it was not a crew neck, I'm pretty sure. And I don't think I wore a shirt under it. But now it seems like maybe you should just, like, wear a t-shirt under that. I don't know. Maybe not. But I don't know. So I wore that. And up until I couldn't get them anymore because they didn't, I would go to Payless Shoe Store. Did you ever have Payless? Oh, you yeah. Loved, loved Payless. Really? I was buying these skate shoes called Airwalks that, like, weren't. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, the closest you could get to a skate shoe at Payless. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I had to get Airwalks. But before Airwalks. When I was a little kid, in kids' sizes, they had a shoe line called, like, I really want to say Lower East Side. (laughs) Cool. And I would get all my Lower East Side sneakers, and I thought those those were pretty reasonable. So I would wear those, some Lower East Side, but then, like, once, uh, yeah, then you had to get the the Airwalks, which were also good. Um, You do Velcro shoes at all as a kid? Yeah, I would have just kept doing that forever. I remember being really confused, like, why don't there have more Velcro options? I mean, now as an adult, it really doesn't make any sense to me. I guess you can get a string tighter, but, like, I'm not really making my tight yeah, shoes that tight. Yeah, I want performance, yeah. Yeah, and I guess now, like, there's some women's shoes. You'll see, like, a fancy designer Velcro sneaker or something. What I like is really expensive stuff. Well, I don't like it, actually. Yeah. But you know how there's, like, really expensive stuff that's, like, not cool? Like, like sense, you know, like, you'll, you'll see a shoe that's, like, an $800 shoe that's, like, really ugly and, like, no one would like or wear. Mm. But, but like, somebody's like, do. oh, that's a really good shoe. That's a good shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, do you remember? So my dad, I think, had some old Jimmy Buffett T-shirts. Where did he get those? Like from the concerts? That's crazy. But yeah, I really feel like in the '90s he would still like wear some Jimmy Buffett T-shirts, and then he would wear shirts from like a bar in Key West. Mm-hmm. I forget what, but it was like a black T-shirt with like white silk screened. It was good about some bar like thick letters you know you could touch it and it was like thick um your dad have any graphic tees uh so what i remember about my dad's shirts growing up it was like a lot of those ones where the the breast has like a smaller insignia yes. and maybe on the yes. back you got a bigger yes one, bigger you know? yes yes yeah. i remember as a kid i figured out that that was like the ideal t-shirt I think I no longer think that. I no, I like the big logo on the front now. But as a kid, I never wanted a big one on the front. I wanted yeah. small breast, big back. Yeah. But now I like big front, no back. Mm. Uh, I don't like too big of a front. It'll chafe chafe my nipples if it's like a cold day. You don't have that experience much. Yeah, I've never. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't have that stuff. My body's different. But like, it also depends. Like the ones where the whole front is like one big almost like ironed on patch is different i don't know but yeah so my dad was doing a lot of the the breast insignia um my parents business in the 90s they like made these vests for everyone that i think were probably patagonia so they he, he was always wearing a uh like navy blue vest with like their business's logo on the breast um like a little stitched in one I don't know. That was a big part of his look. And then at one point, I guess when I was in like the fifth grade, my dad like decided to grow his hair out, which I really hated as a kid. Like I was like, oh, you're making me like uncool to my friends who were just sort of like the children of, uh, you know, DC uh, people. Um, but so he was growing out this ponytail that was sort of like at a Danny DeVito length. And he would have mm. the ponytail up, and he would wear a beret. My dad was a big beret guy. What's that again? What is a beret? The French oh, it's like hat. that little hat. Ooh, wow. Yeah. It's like almost a newsboy cap, but like a little less. Well, there's no brim, so it's like, it's just sort of like, a, like a mushroom top on top. What does that do for you? Like that keeps you warm? It, it doesn't even go over your ears. I have no idea french people man but like they make their like the green berets are like a military unit yeah in france. and so like these guys are wearing the tactical hunter, gear and they're wearing berets yeah. crazy but uh yeah and then my mom you know like both my parents really classic 90s like the faded blue jeans like kind of mm. high like what you call like a dad jean mom or whatever. jeans yeah, yeah exactly jeans. mom jeans yeah both of them did that. My mom also was just like a t-shirts person. Oh, and both my parents loved leather jackets. They had like cool leather jackets. And as a kid, I was always very envious because I was really into uh, Indiana Jones. My family, we were denim jackets people. We'd That's walk into cool. a restaurant, all three of us in denim jackets. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, I can't wear one. Why not? It like looks like I'm a junkie. Like, more than other stuff. It's crazy. Like, they all look so bad. Like, they just... like... Because they all, like, puff out in a way that's really weird. Like, Dave has one, I think, that, like, just fits his arms. I, like... Mm -hmm. I can never get one that fits my arms. It's, like... 
That's uh, it's interesting that looking like a junkie is uh, an issue. I know, but not in a good way. I don't know. It's weird. Something's wrong with it. it doesn't you have look that hot. huge. You have that huge blue jacket that, to me, seems like you bought. I know, it but the way that that thing fits on me, I don't like denim that much as a fabric because it's so like rigid. Like, mm-hmm. like, but like, I guess like a good a good denim jacket isn't rigid right like it's like broken into the point of being really soft or what color were the ones that you're yeah i guess dark blue or were they uh the like faded we had some dark blue ones i think i had a black one when i was a kid we had yeah mostly dark blue black yeah good times yeah i was my family was big on patagonia i always had you know like the classic 90s sort of like like fuzzy material that patagonia shit was made out of yeah i guess it was fleece but like i felt like it was like a fleece that had like extra coming off of it like it seemed very fuzzy and then it would be like uh maybe three buttons at the neck for like a collar or something i don't know i think i had one of those that was like teal and purple do you remember when gorillas came out clint eastwood or whatever no what's that Oh, that band Gorillas with like the Blur guy and the Dan the Automator or whatever. Oh, yeah. Deltron. I mean, I remember. Maybe you had this experience too. As like a, I was the oldest sibling, but you were just an only child. Yeah. I wasn't really ever tapped into what was cool as a kid. Um, well, we just had the radio, you know. My parents didn't listen to the radio. I think that was a big part of. Well, yeah, it. you got to put it on. Oh yeah, no, I was real self conscious. Like I, it like my parents like would make fun of like if you like put on like uh, the Hot ninety seven equivalent in DC or whatever. Like, oh, my dad was like that, but my mom would let me do what I wanted. Mm, yeah, so yeah, I my dad would not have it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't uh, know it was cool. So it'd be like kids with older siblings would always know, and then I'd learn through them. But I do remember riding to soccer practice or whatever in a kid's car where he had the Gorilla CD. Yeah, I knew I couldn't play music around my dad, like that wasn't mm-hmm. from the seventies. And then, like twenty twelve or thirteen, my cousin gets married or something, and I'm, I like get a ride with my dad down to the DC area to watch the wedding, and then on the way back, we're in his car, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to play some Modest Mouse. Mm-hmm. I think he asked me to turn it off. Damn. Yeah, dude. Although, to be fair, that was the first time I really realized that that one Modest Mouse record has a turntablist on it, like scratching. And that is really weird that they did that. So I kind of get where he's coming from. Do you remember which, that? No. I think Lonesome Crowded West. Like one I of the early ones. So. Yes, 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 dude. You can look into it. You Google it's it's a fact. That's it's established. really hard to believe. I listen to yeah, I know. It's so crazy. much in high school. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's it works, I guess, I guess. I feel like he makes those sounds with a guitar. It's not though. You it's just there's like okay, articles I'll about like how this is used to be a thing. Yeah. What's the song on Future where he's like I just fucked your face. Mm-mm. Yeah, that one. So on that one, doesn't he be like Molly's Perks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I always thought it was kind of weird that then on Mask Off, like there's kind of two songs where the chorus says Molly's and Percocets. 
<laughs> that again is kind of like yeah. oh yeah i just i feel like it's like if i like had figured out the drug combination that i felt like was the best one i'd be all of my art would sort of be like trying to encourage people that that was the good you think yeah. that's a good one should we try that one <laughs> next time we hang out we should just do those yeah, yeah. uh all right anyway so, what'd you have you had something yeah 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 so one thing i was thinking about is like as a kid right you're like going to sleep and i would always be asking my parents to tell me stories is this a thing you did yes but like specifically like stories about like their life and like when they were kids um and so at some point my mom told me this story that like as a kid she like you know got an allowance and had been saving it up and had like maybe like $50 saved or whatever and she had it in this secret place like in a stuffed animal's mouth or something and um at some point her brother uh told her that he had stolen her money from her secret place which she couldn't believe cuz she didn't think anyone knew where it was so then she ran to check and he just followed her and watched where she had hidden it and then stole all of her money uh (laughs) yeah but uh yeah classic i don't know i was just i was trying to imagine like if i was a parent like like what i would even you know those seem hard hard to come up with uh and uh yeah i was curious i guess if you had stuff like that. Hey Willis, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some free therapy from you right now. Hit me. Alright, so when I'm a kid. Yeah. So my dad bought this house in the seventies. He like used it to move work out of and he actually had like a grow up going on in the room that was my bedroom. It wasn't mm-hmm. super successful, but like so stuff like that was always happening. Yeah. And one thing the bed <laughs> such as it was that I like grew up on was kind of cool in that it was just like built into the it was just like a built-in it was just like a elevated platform did it have storage like, built into it too yeah you know now that i think about it i think it did have a couple drawers mm-hmm. yeah so, it was, so like it was just like a like... cabin it was a piece of cabinetry yeah. built into the wall i mean and then you just put a mattress on top of it right like a kitchen uh nook or something yeah something like that but then you know the drawers only go so far deep or whatever so then it's just kind of hollow in the back there Mm -hmm. and so if you slid the mattress off my dad showed me how there was like a part where the wood was loose and you could stash stuff back there Mm -hmm. so who knows what he stashed back there back in the day but when he showed me that he was just like here i put like a couple old coins i found in there like you can look at them and I looked at it and I was like, oh, this one's cool. It's like all worn away. It's like a silver coin. Looks like it's like a buffalo something or whatever. Some kind of old coin. Sacagawea dollar or something. Yeah, it was a coin from 2002. <laughs> so anyway, I was, I was impressed with him, you know. I was like, oh, that's neat, Dad. Look at what you got. Mm-hmm. And then, like. I was pretty happy to know about that. I had these neighbors, maybe. They came over one time. I was like, hey, you need to look at this coins they got here. They were like, wow, that's cool. I was like, yeah, don't you think that's cool? They were like, yeah, dude. And then later, I got to thinking, 
Are the coins still there? Did those kids take the coins because they knew where they were? What if... What if I lost the coins? What if that's a big... Do you think that's a big problem? What if that was like our way out, those coins, and now... Oh, shit. I should check and see if the coins are still there. But what if they're not? I don't think I'll be able to deal with that. I would think this stuff in my head. It would keep me up at night as a child. And you just never looked again. Yeah, I don't think I ever did. We moved out of that house. Damn. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> hey, isn't that read... weird to like? What's a, what a weird thing to focus on? But it's just like I, you can give me very little, and I will make it into quite a bit. Oh yeah, I used to worry that my parents were gonna leave in the night. You ever have that? Cause I, so, at one point we lived in a house where I was up a floor above them. Like my parents slept uh, on the ground floor, and they could leave without my really hearing because I was up mm-hmm. a floor. And so my biggest fear was like they would pack the car, take my brother, and I would just wake up alone in the house. I don't know. I knew that my mom would not want to leave me, but I would sometimes make her confirm that I would see her the next day because I was just, I thought something might happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that I wanted her to ensure me that it wouldn't. But I didn't think it would be her doing. You actually thought they would abandon you because you're bad? Yeah, but it's weird. I guess I never put together that it would have been related to like self-esteem or something. It just seemed like something I was worried my parents would want to do. Which, in retrospect, is actually something very plausible that as a parent, you'd be like, I really hate having children. But uh, I guess you wouldn't abandon your home. Yeah. Some people do. I just saw a movie about a woman's prison and the woman left her house for four days because she was doing drugs and her kid mm. died of uh, thirst. Jeez. Yeah. Didn't you like have a faux pas with that Zoe's ex-boyfriend or something when something like with ACAB, you were like, oh yeah, that's a cool designer brand that I like or something. What happened? Oh, that's not exactly it. I just... That's what I heard interesting no i just didn't know what a cab was and so it was new year's and we were at honey's and he was wearing like some kind of like under armor looking like tight thing with a white collar under whatever shirt and the collar said a cab and like a cursive font or something and i probably said like oh yeah who's that designer or whatever like didn't know what it was um and then he told me and then i started to experience that thing where once you know about something you see it everywhere you know about that sure yeah, yeah. but so that's mandela that's kinda, effect yeah that's the extent of that but anyway so a cab a cab it's a great saying and it reflects the counterculture all cops are bad it's perfect and unassailable Is it if not? only if only if only if only that were what it means unfortunately punk there's a lot of problems with punk Punk uh, is very speciesist. They call cops pigs for some reason, which is weird. Because, like, pigs are, like, really great. Look at the pigs. They're just hanging out. They're, like, they roll around in mud and they're, like, happy. What's wrong with pigs? Why? Cops are nothing like pigs. Nothing. Do you think pigs ever beat people? Anyway, so pigs are good. And then all cops are bastards. That's what ACAB means, these idiots. ACAB. All cops are bastards. What's a bastard? A bastard is the child of an unwed mother? So uh, people need to get wed to have children? Like, 
So you're like, oh, your mother, she wasn't married to the guy whose kid you are. It's like, that's bad to you? That's a big problem? And I know that, like, that's not what it means anymore and stuff. But we hear these words, and then we're like, oh, I'm a bastard. And then it's like, what is that? It's like, it does do something to you. You know, like, you know, if, if in some language, uh, woman and slave are the same word, like... That does something to you eventually, right? No? It doesn't do anything to you? It's really stupid to say bastard as an insult. I don't know. I think it's really stupid to say fuck you as an insult, too. But, you know, I... All right. I sometimes okay. feel like I wasn't made for this world. ACAB, but, not my thing. But it's great if it's all cops are bad. I want to okay. get something that says that. All cops are bad. That I like. Uh, so I Okay, so then, you know how, like, stupid and dumb are also, like, technically, like, ableist, I guess? like dumb is like people who can't talk like they're mute i don't know i guess i've just been wondering like like how far does this go huh so dumb like if i called you an idiot right i would be or like if i called you dumb yeah i'm like what are you dumb what are you stupid because like it like suggests i don't know sure uh, i'm open i'm more open to that than i'm open to saying bastard is acceptable right right right. but so i'm just curious like uh like how do we say we don't we just say everything is bad like that's like the only we way can just literally it. say what we mean instead of using abstractions yeah i don't know it's sometimes it's just fun or to we can just use more accurate ways. ones but like uh -huh. you can find ones that are more reflective of something like mm -hmm. like if you see someone being a jerk you can say they're being a cop like that makes sense yeah like there's some things that do make sense why do people think pig is a bad one i guess like an animal farm the pigs are the the like political do you ever read that book i haven't no is that any good I don't remember it being any good. I mean, it's like political allegory. In general, like allegory, I don't think is particularly interesting, right? Because like, it's like if you're just trying to tell me something, I don't need a story about it. Just tell me what you think. Yeah, enough already. Say what you mean. That's Yeah, exactly. Be more precise. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Wasn't there one other thing I texted you I wanted to go off about? I thought that there was. Was it Biden-related? Oh, about the Supreme Court and stuff? About how abortion, Roe versus Wade, it doesn't matter yeah. if they return it or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can go off on that a little bit. Um, I feel like some people, um, like their parents are going to be like, well, it's important that you vote against the Cheeto. You know we have a Cheeto in the White House, right? And then the kids are going to be like, I don't think it matters. I think that both of the parties are the same. And then the like the cool aunt is going to be like, listen, I know I've been disappointed with the Democratic Party too, but as women, because of 1972 and the Roe v. Wade, it's important that we have a Democrat because the Cheeto is going to replace Ruth Gator Ginsburg with a Supreme Court man who will want to take away women's right to choose. So then I think that a good response to the ant is to say that there's like states in the South where there's already one or zero abortion clinics already. And so poor people 
are already disenfranchised from that service and it's not like anybody that biden's gonna put in is gonna like help reverse the insane inequality in this country so i don't think that uh rich people are ever gonna lack for safe abortion and i think that poor people are always pretty much and so that's my take yeah uh that article do you see the new york times article that basically summed up like these boomers were their left at the time and now they're trying to tell the kids to like vote no i didn't see that so the the headline when i read it was will these young leftists support biden uh and then it was edited to these young socialists think they have courage they don't i did see that headline pretty awesome that they did that edit yeah uh but yeah, it's it's just about like people who were you know activists in the '60s saying like you gotta vote for Biden even though he sucks. Biden. Yeah, the funniest shit yeah. ever is when people are like these cowardly attacks on our beautiful towers. <laughs> That's such bullshit. Like it's not cowardly. It's really brave. I don't. Uh, you know, it's not my thing. I don't think that's cool. But like, that's like the definition of being about it. Like. Putting yourself in the plane, like, and I don't even think that's really what happened. But if we're going to accept the narrative, there's some bravery there. Like, that's not cowardice. Right. Like, a drone strike is the definition. Yeah, that's cowardice. Yeah. You're playing video games. Uh, what what do you think happened there? That's a whole other episode, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. It's been the crapshoot. Jock over here, Willis there. We'll be back with you another one. You got to hit the Patreon for the bonus recaps. We do it for you.